Do you ever feel like nobody is listening to you in sporting life? Do you watch a team play and think that you could do it better, or that you could manage it better? Do you sit at home and wonder what the people in charge are actually doing? If you can relate to any of these feelings, then stop right there and celebrate, because you've found the perfect outlet to share your opinions and views, the Football Rander Podcast. You Southern Shandy drinkers can get fucked as the North rules the Premier League. Go on, tell me otherwise, and that Astrid Bird best stick to OnlyFans as she knows jack about football. Is this how you feel about football? Do you love the North, but hate the South? Is Klopp an idiot? Would you drop kick pep? Do you dream of having hair like Arteta? Do West Ham fans remind you of orcs? Does Harry Kane spit a lot? Is the MLS a home for has-beens? If so then Football Ranger is your home. Listen up. This damn podcast ain't for the faint-hearted. We're talking mature themes and adult content here, so don't come crying to us if it offends your delicate sensibilities. Consider this your only warning. Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to Football Renter Podcast Episode 14. Episode 14. Can you Adam and Eve it? You're kidding me. How did we get to this? How did we get here? And when do we stop? I don't. Well, I I don't know actually. One, I don't know how we quite got here, um, but it's been good so far. Where do we stop? I I don't think that's in our hands, to be quite honest with you. Um, (laughs) It's when we stop getting people who are listening, or when we literally just get banned from the um, from the airwaves. But until that happens, we will crack on. Um, as always, you've got myself here tonight, A-Bomb. Great to be back to my left this evening. I've got Dr. Q. How are we, sir? Yeah, I'm all right. I must say tonight, Dr. Q, you're looking very fetching in your uh, Replica Island shirt there. Yeah, I know. And modest with it as well. Thank you very much for uh, letting us know your true feelings. Uh, and... I don't talk about myself in third person. Dr. Q does not like it. No. <laughs> And we can't blame Dr. Q for that either. And to my right, El Chapo. How are we, sir, this evening? Oh, fabulous. I don't want an upset Dr. Q either. Um, listen, I'm doing no well. Does. Actually, no doing well. It's been um, a busy week. It's been a busy week. Um, it's been a while. Um, there's, there's, we've had a lot going on. But as always, ladies and gentlemen, this is a mature... Oh, for fuck, do you know what? Fuck this, all right? If you don't like swearing, fuck off, right? Don't listen. If you like swearing... Fuck it, I'm going to swear, right? And I'm going to take the piss out of you. If you don't like it, fucking email me. If not, just just fuck off, all right, if you don't like it. It, it says over 18s only, all right? If you are offended, fuck off, all right? If you like swearing, get the fuck on with it because this is this shit's going to happen, all right? Mm. So, and, and that's that's all I've got. That's all I've got to say, April. That's all I'm saying. Right. Good day. Well, all I've got to say that is, like, I upset my son earlier. In regards to this, right? I know it sounds terrible, but I got. Terrible. Why? Why? Are we well, doing... because my son's recently started started listening to podcasts, oh. um, child-related podcasts. Okay, you know, for, you know, which is fine. You know, I make sure that he can't access anything. So then he he knows that I do a podcast and he <laughs> wants to listen to it, and he got a little bit upset that he couldn't listen to it. Bless him. 
So I oh. said to him, when you're a little bit old, when he said, what, when I'm eight? And I was like, we'll, we'll just go with that for now. What, we'll, we'll leave it from there. I'll tell you what we do. And we'll put it out to the fans. So what we do is we'll do a little mini one just for him. How about that? Yeah, we'll do a little child-friendly podcast. How about that? Yeah. Over so, Christmas. Why not? Yeah. Why don't we read him a Christmas story or something? That'd be Absolutely. nice. Uh, let's make one up about a serial killer. But until then, <laughs> get the fuck out of town. Yeah? Get a fuck out of Dodge. This, Yeah. Fuck it. Yeah. Okay, we'll do that. We'll do that. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll do it exactly like that as well. It'd be like, so, uh, and and then they all they all died in a plane crash. Yeah. Good night. Yeah. <laughs> Sleep well. Yeah. And so, yeah. And they have a nice little whimsical song at the end. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Unfortunately for Tony, he was bound and gagged with gaffer tape and thrown in the back of a um, car as we slowly drove away whilst he had a video feed to his parents watching them being hacked up. Lovely. And wow. on that note, <laughs> I thought I thought what I said was on the dark edge, but you just you. you oh my god! <laughs> it's a bit dark, really. You're, cool. you're like the emperor of the dark web. Sorry <laughs> <laughs> about that, guys. This is our one of the weeks. Trust me. Anyway, I'm going to move on swiftly. What, what have we got? So now we're doing a little Christmas show. We 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 we're getting together soon, aren't we? We're we doing... are. We're getting together. Um, you know, believe it or not, we 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 do this virtually. This this podcast. Uh, we're all not in the same room, but but we are going to be doing one in the same room in a few weeks' time for our Christmas special. Um, it'll probably be disjointed. It'll probably be all over the place. There'll probably be more swearing than normal. There will probably be more alcohol consumed than normal. Um, we'll see how it comes out. I reckon we'll probably forget to press record, which is what will happen. And then no, I'm all over this shit. I'm I'm looking forward to this because I this is this is what I've been waiting for. Oh, cool. <laughs> live recording, like at the time, what it sounds like. I'm looking forward to the absolute degradation of quality throughout the day. Well, say that and... we have live recorded before, didn't we? But not we we recorded live and we done the leverhead yeah, stuff, you know. I, but I, not... I, I think we're all going to switch round roles. I, I think you'll see. Around. I'll start to get happier throughout the day the drinker <laughs> I get, and by the end of it. A bomb's just coming out. I fucking hate all of you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know why I do this fucking podcast. Well, to be oh. fair, if we ever venture to the 90 minutes, Mark, I'd be like that on every week, to be fair. <laughs> yeah. You keep me under the right side of it, so it's all or good. If, or if we make you go to Rotherham. Yeah, oh, I'll be like a gremlin if I go to Rotherham. Or fuck Sheffield. Sheffield. Anyway, before that descends. Yeah, before we get back onto the north of England, um, before we move straight on, I just want a couple of quick shout-outs, if I may, for the week. Go for it. Um, go for it. First of all, I just want to say rest in peace, Terry Venables. Oh, mate. Um, yeah. We've lost another titan of the game. And again, you know, he managed team that we don't necessarily like but I don't think anyone can doubt what he brought to the game how good a coach he actually was and whenever you hear an ex-player or anyone who kind of had any dealings with him they always said how good of a coach he was ahead of his time but also never heard anyone speak badly about him at all at all and Um, I mean obviously you you say about the top uh, like obviously him supporting Tottenham that obviously I've got no issue with that um the the man was Probably one of the best coaches that this these shores have ever produced. I agree. He, yeah. he we wasted him with England. I think and, so and, too. And Noel White and the international committee of the FA at the time. Someone wants to find that guy, and if he's not dead, fucking kill him. 
because it, it, he was the one responsible, saying, oh, I don't really fancy Terry Venables. Let's bring in Glenn Hoddle. That'll turn out well. Yeah, the Glenn who wanted to throw, you know, basically wanted to, yeah, let's not even go into what he was. Uh, well, the players the players all loved Terry Venables, yeah. whether it was a club side, whether it was international, they all loved him. Well, yeah. Barcelona hadn't won a league title in a Liga for 11 years. 11 years, up. yeah. It was crazy. And he yeah, won it in his think- first season, didn't he? First season. Well, people think about Barcelona as this um, sort of all-conquering force. They they, they weren't that back then. And he got them to the European Cup final where they lost narrowly to a Stour side. Who That Stour Bucharest side... They were good. Reach, they were good. They At the time, though, they were a surprise. That Stour side then went and reached the final again against AC Milan, I think, three years later. So they were not a shabby side. But Barcelona being Barcelona just pulled the trigger too early. And also, Johan Cruyff was... <laughs> floating around he was but also that like, didn't venables go from qpr to barcelona as yeah manager? he, he uh, managed that, the qpr that, side i'm pretty sure it. that's never happened before or since <laughs> no no so well uh when did where did john toshak come from swansea Ooh, Wales. Swan, was it was it swansea i think he was swansea actually he went from swansea to real madrid yeah that's not bad either is it not a bad move um <laughs> but it was he wherever he went he was brilliant he had first, no poor managerial moment, you know. First he, game I had, one of the first games I ever saw, actually, was him play. It was at QPR when, when he was manager there. Really? Because uh, at QPR, he was fantastic. Um, got them to the cup final against Spurs, narrowly lost out. Um, and before that, he was at Crystal Palace, you yeah. know. Um, and yeah. um, before managing Crystal Palace, he was assistant manager to a great name that has been seemingly I was talking to my brother about this the other day like one of the great names forgotten in football Malcolm Allison mm. you know, and how important Malcolm Allison actually was in the makeup of uh, tactical nature of football because when Venables went to Barcelona he started them doing the high press you know long before you know this Gagan press and stuff like that he had them doing that at Barcelona and it just yeah, I can't speak highly enough, man, about him. He, I, I was genuinely sad. I was too. When I saw it come through on, was it Saturday, wasn't it? It happened. Yeah. Or was it or Saturday or Sunday? And I was genuinely, you know, upset and that sad Sunday, to see yeah. that. Sunday, that's right. Yeah, I was genuinely upset. I thought, that's not nice. You know, we lost Sir Bobby Tarleton a few weeks back. Yeah. It's very Venables now. You know, This one, I don't know why. This one hit harder with me. Yeah, I think it, it was because, for me... I remember Euro '96 quite yeah. well. You know, being an England fan, yeah. I know you're, sitting, you're sitting there with your Irish shirt on there, Q. But I remember Euro '96, and that being the first kind of tournament where I was probably drinking. I'll be honest with you, whilst watching the games down the pub. Um, and he I thought real... we had a great team then, and he galvanised that country because it was in our country. It was great. He was a real guy as well, wasn't he? He's real, yeah. real, you know, proper bloke. And also, people forget. You know, when Venables took over, what a fucking state it was in. Mm. You know, they, they hadn't qualified for USA 94. They made an absolute shambles of Euro 92. In Sweden, yeah. You know, it, the people forget that, you know, and don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm, I'm not balling out Graham Taylor because as, as it's been come to light later on in late years, what a great man he really was. And also the FA tools that he was given to work with were fucking shambolic. Yeah, um, yeah. But... Venables took something that was in a shitty state and turned it into a team of world beaters, quite frankly. I agree. And we were so unlucky. We were the best team in that tournament. We, you know, if we would have got through Joe, yeah. we would have won that, hands down. And obviously, not forgetting, he was also um, a, a comedy writer. He also co wrote on the, the sitcom yep. Hazel. 
remember that. Yeah, yeah. and a singer. And a singer, singer as well. Yeah, that's right. Which he, is, well, he covered okay. an Elvis song, so, you know, he ticks all boxes for me. Exactly. And let's not forget before that as well, he was a fucking good footballer. Mm. Yes. Yeah. That is overlooked, actually. You'll mm. forget that. And great player at Chelsea. Was it, well, he had two caps for England, but I think he was just very unlucky to be around at a time that, it, you know, that's a very heavily contested squad, wasn't it? Yeah. For his particular position, because uh, you had the likes of Roger Hunt, who were, who would like had that position nailed down. And Alf Ramsey and Terry Venables, I don't think would have been two kind of people to see eye to eye. Um, Venables left Chelsea because he couldn't get on with Tommy Doherty. Um, went to Tottenham, won the FA Cup with them in 67, beating his Chelsea side. Um, but no, a truly, truly brilliant, brilliant player, brilliant manager and an actually fantastic man. Yeah. 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 Rest yeah. in peace, Terry Venables. Yeah. Rest in peace indeed. Um, so yeah, um, very right. sad news. I wanted to start off on that on that front, but um, I also just want to give a quick shout out to Sunderland fans. Um, now I don't know if you're aware, but Sunderland fans, those who travelled at the weekend, took place on the longest trip in the yeah. EFL. They travelled around about four hundred miles each way, uh, which takes um, to, to Plymouth. Yeah. Sunderland to Plymouth, which is about. Ooh. Just under a seven-hour journey each way, four hundred odd miles, just over four hundred miles each way, and they lost two nil. Oh, fuck's oh, sake! God, the <laughs> one but, fucking thing to do, and you lose two nil. Come on, fair play to them. Do you know what I mean? That is, and I think they they were there in there. I think it was over a thousand. They took over a thousand fans, evidently. In the end, I think it was it was really? incredible. Like, yeah, it's a hell of a journey. That's a long, long way to go. That's a hell yeah. of a long way. And I way. bet it was fucking wet and windy down there and all. Yeah. yeah, but I just want to applaud them. I mean, I think that's an incredible journey to, to do that. So, Absolutely. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Well, well done to them. Well played, Sunderland. Um, and I don't want to dwell on sad news, but just one other thing I think we need to share, um, that this week El Chapo lost his Andy Holt. And I don't mean lost as in he died and no longer with us. He's, uh, he actually, Chapo, you tell the story. You tell hey, the he story. Dumped he dumped me. Like my he has. He's dumped me. He's fucking gone. He, he's kind of dead to me now, really, to be honest with you. He's like, we had a bit of a conversation, talking about it, and he said, I don't like soccer. And the minute he said, I don't like soccer, I fucking unfriended him. because It was the classic, it's not you, it's me, weren't it? Yeah. <laughs> and then, then so some It's not weird... you, old Chapo, it's me. That's I don't like my weird mates. No, fuck off. You're my level of weirdness. That's it. But, yeah. Anyway. So, so if there are any more Andy Holtz out there. No, have, no, no. We have got an Andy no. Holtz shaped space. No. Oh, <laughs> right. What are you doing? There's an oh, Andy we've got, Holtz. We've managed to get rid of oh, this one guy who lives in a compound with his seven kids and is highly proficient with automatic weapons. Let's not fucking find another one. Was he now the one? you've said it that way. If there is another Andy Holt out there but doesn't live in a compound or own weapons, please get in touch. Especially if you like football, that would be quite handy. Yeah, don't fucking Andy, 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 that would be boring. Don't get in touch. If I find your email first, I will delete it. <laughs> well, I'm still cool. I'm still interested, and I think there is a, an Andy shape, an Andy Holt shaped hole in El Chapo's life right now. There is. So, and um, I need it. I need it filled. Need further. But we we need another Andy Holt, like a second fucking arsehole. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you got me. That's it. But we got um. Do you know what? There might actually be something coming up that I'll I'll I'll, I'll share with you. I'll share. With do you want to share? Do you want to share it now? 
was wondering no, no, as well. No, 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 no. Comes, there's other bits going on. So what we? Well then, let me interject. Go on, go on, then. because on this day, hey! hey, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's do this. You'll be pleased to know this week, Q, that I've not got my soundboard. Just to let you know. Oh, on, come on, hit the bell. Hold on. I just did it. Ready? On this day. So. On this day, 1957, Roger Byrne, Duncan Edwards and Tommy Taylor all represented England for the last time, as they would all die in the Munich air disaster. But they won 4-0 over France. Also, on this day, 27 years ago, do you remember when Leicester absolutely turned over Man United at Filbert Street in the Coca-Cola Cup? That's right, the Coca-Cola Cup, as it will always be. Uh, And Steve Claridge and uh, Emil Heskey turned into De Stefano and Puskas at Filbert Street. Uh, on this day, it, Matty Taylor's birthday. Do you remember him? Played for Portsmouth. Uh, played for Portsmouth. Yeah, the mean left foot. Yeah, scored from um, like Half the way line, didn't he? Way yeah, out. he scored. Well, he scored from like the training pitch on the Wednesday. Scored on the <laughs> Saturday. He had quite a hammer of a left foot on him. Um, and on this day, Roberto Mancini's birthday. Now, a lot of people are going to remember him for being the manager of Manchester City and Italy during the Champions Championship. See, I remember him as a player when he was at Lazio and at Sampdoria. That guy could hit a volley. Honestly, he had had a left and right foot filthier than a minor shovel. (laughs) It was absolutely fucking brilliant. And I'll finish on a sad one, but one to remember. Again, it's well sad tonight. Blimey. Yeah, on this day, uh, we lost Gary Speed. Oh, God rest his soul. Oh, God rest his soul, indeed, indeed. Another massive figure missed in football, hundred percent. That well, well, well said, Q. Well said. Um, interesting point you made out of that one, though. That it will always be the Coca Cola Cup. Now, to me, it will always be the Littlewoods Cup. So it's a ah, okay. it's a weird thing. What about you, Chapo? What will it always be to you? Oh, it's Coca Cola for me all day long. Always so says. you say that my 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 brother, who's five years older than me, he calls it the Milk Cup. Wow, that's even before the Littlewoods. Is mm. is the other one as well? I remember Milk Cup. It's Worthington, almost... I remember Worthington Cup for a little while, wasn't it? Worthington, still... God. Oh, for fuck's sake! Um, you'll see. That's the Carabao Cup. Yeah, that's even worse. The worst it could be. <laughs> Fucking oh. awful. Yeah. I, I've actually, I've actually got a rally, a rally um, racing bike, and it's a milk race racing bike. So the milk cup and a milk and a milk race. Do you remember the milk race? All oh, right, yeah, yeah. I've actually got, I've got a race, I've got a milk. So if anyone wants the fucking bikes, I can't get rid of it for love the money. No, it's like, it's like, yeah, it's up for sale. Someone put me an offer on it. Do you remember that they used to have a um, a sprint race before the FA Cup final? That was the milk race, wasn't it? I'm not. Was it? I mm. think that was. Mm. So they, when they used to have like all of the, um, basically every. Uh, top league club would offer up their fastest player and they'd have a sprint race. Like the Hunger Games, basically. <laughs> yeah, but it was um, that fucking postman guy who played for Swansea. Something oh, yeah. Uh, Flying Postman. Yeah. Oh, Johnny Williams. John, or something like that. John Williams. Yeah, he was he was rapid, wasn't he? The Flying Postman. Yeah, that's right. I remember him. No, so oh. it was actually... Sorry, no, I'm getting it wrong. So the milk race was the Tour de France of Whitby Bay. <laughs> Not really close. Yeah, yeah nearly. It, it was it was the Tour de France of Whitby Bay. So it was actually the milk race was. Hang uh, on a minute. There, there's there's two sentences that don't belong together. The Tour de France of Whitley Bay. I went to Whitley Bay once. My cock stunk for ages. Um, oh, that's a different story. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm going to be sick into my own face. <laughs> oh, I, no, I, was, no. I was enjoying my beer now. I'm never eating Wilkes again. Um, oh. But it, no, it was, uh, yeah, it was, a multi, it, was, it was like a Tour de France kind of thing. It was called the Milk Race. I remember that. I remember that. So, but I've got, so if anyone wants one. Like, I don't know what, what you're on one. about. It's fucking milk price, isn't it? Anyway, I've, I've switched off about a minute ago, to be this, fair. Like, guys, to going off, going so, something about Tour de France and the smelly chocolate. <laughs> <cold, laughs> after <laughs> Welks. I, I switched off after Welks. Let's go. Let's go. Where we go? Where we go? I don't know. I did have a train of thought, but it's gone now, <laughs> to be quite fair. Um, <laughs> right. Let, let me assemble some complete lunacy together. Yeah, please do. Someone give me some ranter. Fuck. Right. Can I give you one this week? Oh, for Again, it. it's along the same lines, and I know it's one that we both picked out. We found this this the female face of Arsenal Twitter, haven't we? Oh god. Is is it the female face? It looks like a like oh a gore. Well I'm all not... I'm gonna say is gore. I mean, up until now the Arsenal have got away with this. Obviously, last week we introduced Q to the uh, not so lovely Alexia Grace, and I hope you both agree with me now after our chat before um anyway so this q's nodding so we'll, i'll take that this week someone called leah ray who goes at ray underscore leah two four five seven five of her clan like massive clan on the ray leahs by the way yeah twenty four thousand and a half of them so she's come on and she's now declaring herself as the female face of arsenal twitter uh i mean she's only got 531 followers she's only following 32 people she doesn't realise that Twitter's actually called X now, and she only joined like literally like this this month. So not only this, and as much as I don't particularly like Tottenham, her opening video was her burning a Tottenham shirt. Yeah, I don't like this at all. And the that's fact a bit that much, isn't it? It is a, a little. You think? You think? Like, and that's like something from some sort of fucking angry rally in that. India. Yeah. Like and she's she actually says to the old, you know, she's saying, "What do you think of Tottenham? Shit! What do you think of shit, Tottenham?" And she burns so the, the shirt. Is, did, did she not have to buy a Tottenham shirt? Yeah, she would have. I mean, she, she, bought, she bought the old one to be yeah, fair. Yeah, but they don't cost much. Come on, they're not very cheap. She bought the old one and she'd even wrote Kane zero one on the back, which I don't get. I think she was supposed to put ten, but she got in the wrong way round. It shows her level of intelligence. Um, not, not proficient with numbers. No, not at all. <laughs> so anyway. She's on OnlyFans. Shock. You know, absolute shock horror. Um, she's claiming that she's an Arsenal fan and she's going around burning Spurs shirts. Please never follow her. Uh, <laughs> although, if you do want to see a lady get some abuse from Arsenal, Tottenham fans, pretty much anyone, give her a follow. Look at any of her tweets and you'll see a dog's lot of abuse on there. Uh, but what I also like in amongst all this is Astrid Wett, obviously, I keep, we keep mentioning her, on one of these tweets. Says, says, Isn't it about time we do a league of of the um, OnlyFans like, supporters? Or something like that. Who's yeah, that? thinking that she's going to be up there. Like, by, 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 oh, I'm suggesting it, which means I'm going to be up there. No, Astrid, love, y- you're not. I mean, she's I'm sorry. She's a fucking bobbleheaded schoolgirl. Like seriously, she looks like a fucking school it, a uh, schoolgirl with a bobblehead. But yeah, so that's um, that's the female face of Arsenal for you. Um, yeah. I don't know what's going to be next. I mean, we might have to look. You know, if Andy Holt's got the female Accrington Stanley, I don't is, know. Is there yes, a female? Be far behind Sheffield. Do you think? 
uh, if there isn't, we should look for one. Maybe we should try and look for one. Um, Create I th- one. <laughs> I think there's been there's been a little bit of controversy around that recently, isn't there? Um, Ooh, we'll do tell. The, the, <laughs> so so I'm going to nominate the female face of um, of uh, Sheffield, and that's going to be Nora Batty. His very own Eddie Izzard, who um, actually has spent a lot of time in has now come out as a full woman um, and, and, and resides in Sheffield. So I think Eddie Izzard, because he's been quite quite vocal recently. He doesn't live up there. Doesn't, isn't he like a MP for somewhere down south? Yeah, Sheffield. There's the whole thing in Sheffield. So Sheffield are up in arms. Um, I'm not surprised. Yeah, well, yeah, up in arms about him basically. So there's been things going on, but I might be wrong. But it's something I spotted say. But no, I, I, I do get you. That bird, seriously, seriously, is a fucking munter. Uh, I mean, I think Astrid's a munter, but the Arsenal bird is a munter. Don't fucking burn Tottenham tops for God's sake, for fuck's sake. Yes, we, yeah, you know, yes, we can laugh at them. Yeah, they got absolutely hammered. Yes, they've lost the whole load in a row. Yes, right, you know. Uh, and, and we will touch on, I'm hoping to touch on that, but we're 23 minutes in for fuck's sake. Um, but there's a whole load of shit that's kind of, kind of gone on. But don't go burning tops. That's that's really yeah. that's a really stupid thing to do, you know. By the way, Eddie Izzard's running for the MP at Brighton Pavilion. That couldn't be much further from Sheffield if you tried. No, he's, he, he, he spent, he lived in, in Sheffield for a long time. He lived in Sheffield. Everyone's, everyone's fucking looking. Everyone's Stop going, trying to link Sheffield to Eddie Izzard. I'm all right. Fuck, I'm gonna, I'm gonna send you the fucking treat. You do that. I, I will do anyway. <laughs> but no, don't, don't be burning the tops. That's stupid. I agree. I that agree. Is, it's disgusting. Stupid. You know, it's not representative of us. And if, 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 like, what I was thinking, like, if you want to endear yourself to Arsenal fans, as much as we don't like Tottenham, that's not the way to do it, love. I'm sorry. She's been ill advised. But it's, here's one. So, I'm, I'm, and since we're doing a bit of a Arsenal Tottenham kind kind of thing um, on there, so so there was a talk sport. Did you see David Dean on talk sport? I didn't. The, I, I've, I've read I've read a lot of things from it, but I've not actually heard it. So David Dean's turn around the bases. I he, he does not support the Arsenal AFC statement defending Mikel Arteta's post match VAR rant. Ooh, okay. Uh, okay, he says if I was at Arsenal, that would not have happened. Well, you're not at fucking Arsenal anymore, right? He says in 101 minutes of football, we only had one shot on goal. Oh yeah, I read that. Yeah, right. He says you have to accept decisions that that can go for and get you. No, no, we've said this all along, David. Right, we've said this all along that we accept the decisions. It's when there is disparity between it, when a goal for Manchester, yeah, well, a goal's disallowed for Manchester United with the ball being off, off. Um, yeah, out out of play where it wasn't for um, Newcastle. When the people that do VAR, David, yeah, when they're the guys that do VAR are part timing out in the fucking Saudi league, you bent prick, right? Then we, it, you know, we 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 will not accept the decision. And it's the same thing to turn around and say. And I'm I'm, I'm going to kind of go into a little comment that somebody made. And it's our very own. Our number one favourite, the man who looks like a serial killer hiding in your loft, Kind Guna. Kind well, Guna. I, I, I could have could have predicted that. I mean, you know. Have you seen Kind well, Guna's picture? Yeah, he's changed his picture from black and white to colour. Yeah, he looks like. And it looks even more scarier. It's a fucking serial killer, right? I'm gonna just copy it. I'm gonna copy the picture and put it in our WhatsApp group. But it's, it's, he looks like a fucking serial killer. Stalkers and stalkers anonymous, isn't it? Basically. Yeah, uh, I didn't go. I didn't go well. Anyway, so he turned around and said, right? He turned around and said, "My director of football, 
the day David Dean left was the start of Arsenal's decline. Well, actually, David Dean's son, who is a football agent, held yep. fucking a gun to Arsenal's head with all of the um, arseholes that he had. So David Dean was bringing, as chairman, had lined up all of the fucking players. that had, Most of them had their contracts with David Dean's son, and he held the club to ransom. All right. So, kind Gooney, you fucking moron. He Get is a fucked. moron, Tom. We know yeah. he's a moron. But he ta- let me take another one from our good friend, kind Gooner. Uh, at Gooner till I die, nineteen. I'll try. He says. So he says. I'll try and shift Odegaard while his stock is relatively high. For me, his value, uh, both in pounds and on the pitch, is heading only one way, and that is down. Same applies for Eddie and Ketia. Get them both out in January. Have a little think. Get rid of Odegaard because he's on his way down. What a fucking moron. I mean, what annoys me the most is his his language. It's always my this, not my that, my this, not my that. Like anyone gives a rat's ass what he actually thinks. And like he's some sort of god in regards to the club. Like, I don't think he's probably ever stepped foot in the stadium. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. I think he... He watches what he wants to watch. He sees what he wants to see. I mean, we've unfortunately we've spoken about him on and off air for quite a long while now. Um, well, he's such an idiot. I, I quite like him. <laughs> I quite like reading. I'm it. surprised that he's not blocked you yet. To be fair, he blocks most people. Was well, because I haven't answered anything. Well, <laughs> that's Sorry. my mistake. Obviously, that's uh, well, my... <laughs> I bite too easily. I think when it comes to him, but yeah, he's a sweat. Isn't he? He's a sweat. But... But there's, here's a good one. So, you know, my, my Andy Holt-shaped hole in my life is now being taken over by Blackhand Tony, or BLT, as I like to call him. Um, so Blackhand Tony, he's an actor. He's an actor and he's an Arsenal fan, okay? So so he said, so uh, him and I have been having bands. So he turned around and said to me, he said, um, listen, Chapo, he said, I'm straight. Like, I'm a straight talking. I come straight at you. I said, uh, so so I'm fucking telling you now, BLT, right? We, we're so fucking straight in the way that we put people straight on this program. The fucking Romans have us as pick up, uh, as posters. <laughs> like, they have us as posters for their fucking roads because that's how straight we are. So let me give you straight. Here's one. Zero achievements. He's going to fumble the league again. Talking about Mikel Arteta. Because BLT is very much an Emery kind of guy. Oh, and, okay. And a bit, and, and why hey, was... hey, hey. <laughs> so, okay, tread carefully. Big Emery fan is. So, uh, I know, that's why I brought it up. Controversial, right? Yeah. Um, and he's turned around and saying he's going to fumble the league again. Right? Yeah, he turned around and saying that Arteta's actually won nothing. Mate, but, you know, BLT. What is it? When did you start watching football? Like when you kind of came out of school or whatever, you know, so some of you know, saying that we haven't won any trophies of Arteta, that he said he spent, you know, half a billion and we're still nowhere. You know, well, we, well, like this whole thing. The other one is there was a tweet from a guy called EBL. So at EBL 2017 said, Saka is dragging this Arsenal team towards the titles for last season. He needs more help. Forget world-class talk. He's elite up there with the very best in the world. And I would generally agree that yeah. I, I wouldn't necessarily say he's elite. Like, I, I wouldn't say that, right, because I still think he's got a little way to go. He's definitely world-class. Ain't no ain't no doubt about it. And so BLT comes back with, nobody's dragging Arsenal anywhere <laughs> under Mikel. Why did BLT? I mean, they, they're called Black Hand Tony. Yeah, but I just... 
Where did the L come from? I just think he's a sandwich, mate. Is it his left hand, probably? Yeah, I, don't know. I think. I got a right. So his first thing was, I'm straight, right? Yeah. That's what he said. So are you sure the first thing you didn't ask him was if you want to come round to my hot tub? No, I didn't hot tub him. No. And that, and that was his first answer to you. I'm straight. Yeah, I'm straight. In, in the space of the last seven days, I'm starting to come round to the idea of the hot tub. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm getting on. All right. <laughs> My knees are starting to hurt in this cold weather. And the Listen, hot tub sounds not, like a good idea. I'm not going to lie. I was outside yesterday for a long period of time. The hot tub would have been nice to come home to. Longer, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm with you on that. So uh, like, me and A-Bomb are having to eat our words. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> but that's all that. I'm fucking eating. Yeah, just words. <laughs> he's, he's not having <laughs> it. With I'm, just, I'm just looking at the message. He said, actually, he didn't say I was straight. You're so checking I'm... that you didn't ask him. He said, yeah, just fuck. Fuck! Yeah. He said, I'm a straight shooter, mate. I said, fucking straight shooter. Get out of town. A BLT, man. Come on. You're talking. Oh, I, like, I like the sound of this fella. He, look, he sounds it's, all right. Well, he me. said to me, he said, yeah, you I'm wary of it. I'm wary of anybody that says things like that. I'm a straight shooter. They're like the, they're like the kind of people that you work in an office with. And they go, oh, mad I am. And just yeah. Like, oh, fuck off. Yeah, then they're crying <laughs> how they've missed their partner who's left them a year ago because they fold their that fold their jumpers before sex um anyway but he now he's just said he said like he said you mentioned me on the podcast i'm coming straight at you he said that's Ooh. it he said oh and this guy's the blt old fucking you know Hi, black hand tony i see yeah. you come at us let's hear it they say yeah so what i'm saying to you here bruv is we're gonna put it out we're gonna put it out all our contact details is on this. I'm going to tag you in this podcast. In fact, the podcast podcast is going to tag you in the podcast. That's how much tagging you're getting, right? You're going to feel like a New York fucking training man of tagging you're going to get on this. If you have something to say, if you reckon Arteta or you reckon Emery's better than Arteta, which is kind of what you're saying, and uh, you think you think that, you know, someone could do a better job, or you can tell us how we're going to do a better job, let's hear it. Listen, come at me, bruv. I'm here. Here for the taking. And you ain't coming. You're not coming in the hot tub. I'm putting Just it out to, there. What? what so it's not. No, you are not allowed. You are banned. BLT. You're banned from the hot tub. Yes, I agree. Um, so just to clarify, that is El Chapo, uh, not a bomb or Doctor Q. <laughs> yeah, at footballranter.com. Now, um, moving on. Wasn't there? word of a new feature that you wanted to bring in tonight El Chapo <laughs> I had this thing so I don't know if, I don't know if we're ready for it Q is like. quite looking at, at me now thinking what, what the fuck what? is this <laughs> listen all I've heard is there's rumours that can I don't you remember on the other day it was late and he just put can I test a new feature out on the next show <laughs> and of course me being the nice guy went why not you go for it yeah, you might have said that. I didn't. <laughs> you just well, because basically you just ignore what goes on until we. Get yeah, because it. when he says things like that, it's best to fucking ignore it just in case he does it. Yeah, but <laughs> I can't. You know, he's got that grip over me. We're back. I reckon. So listen, I want to bring a new spot on, and and maybe BLT can help me with this. Maybe BLT can come. Have back. we got? A, have we got any kind of jingle or anything? Have we paid for a jingle yet or not? I don't know. No, I. But I'm sure. I'm sure. Um... <laughs> Sort of budget will stretch to a jingle. Oh, fucking huge face. <laughs> yeah, I'm wincing because I'm worried what the fuck this is going to be. I want to know, right? So I have this thing. This uh, week in the hot tub. This week in the hot tub. Um, 
Right, I'm just thinking, I'm just thinking, no, in fact, we'll, we'll hold off, we'll hold off, we'll wait till we're drunk, um, on our, our, our thing, cut this bit out, cut this bit out, we'll wait till we're all drunk, and then we'll, we'll, we'll do that, let's get to the rents, I think. Go for it, what you got then, tell us some rents. Well, it's a great, it was Jamie Carragher, because, you know, there's a fucking, there's a fucking noddy with a microphone, the big fucking square, square jar head, if I've ever seen one. Jamie Carragher and Arsenal, so many games are going to the wire, and sometimes... That can go against you. Well, state the bleeding fucking obvious, Jamie. Yeah, I think Arsenal. I think if Arsenal continue how they are, if yeah, if this is the Arsenal we are really going to see this season, I don't think they can win the league. I really don't. Fuck off, Jamie. Fuck right off, you big fucking squarehead. Right, and this is interesting, right? So there's there's a whole load of bits that kind of came on the back of that, but the best one for me. Uh, best, the best one for me, he said, is a guy called uh, Malcolm, Arsenal fan, at Malcolm645. He says, talk about Liverpool, you bum. We didn't ask for your opinion. You're always on a comfort comfort zone as a pun- pundit. You can't even manage Luton. Have some shame. <laughs> Fucking have that, you big squarehead. Loving Malcolm645. Well... I mean, Jamie Carragher, it, it, him and Gary Neville are like just a compendium of state the obvious. It just, <laughs> it, it's, it's such bad punditry that I I don't really know why one is allowed to commentate on the, their old clubs. It's So while we're on the topic of these two, right, have you heard the latest... I know we're kind of going off a little bit, but it's only because you're mentioning Gary Neville and Carragher. Have you heard the latest rumours that has kind of been proven around VAR again? So rumours have been going around that was literally been confirmed at the weekend that VAR have started using commentary from the TV when they're reviewing decisions. Well, that can't be healthy. Well, i.e. they're listening to people like Carragher and Neville's commentary when they're... to kind of help them go the right direction is the is the kind of where they're coming from with it. And at first it was just rumours, but evidently it's now been confirmed that I don't know how long for, but at least the game just gone at the weekend for the Everton Man United. Game. I don't think it was anything really contentious, but they were actually going over Sky commentary in the same time as they were reviewing decisions. Now, that's how much good. power can that potentially put in the likes of Jamie Carragher and Gary Neville's hands? Jesus I mean, yeah, but it's not just them. That's that's putting the that's putting the power in, in television's hands. Exactly. Well, that is what... the thing. It's what we've always said. Like it's all about you know entertainment. Now it's about making these decisions to make games interesting. Like the Arsenal Newcastle game. Like we said, it wasn't a great game, but it then become a talking point because of that incident. Like we're going down a, a rabbit hole again now, and we're never going to come out. Oh. Talk, talking about delusional fucking, um, you know, uh, pundits. I've got one from Jamie O'Hara, actually. So oh, I love him. Quite nice. Quite nice. The, uh, there we go. To be the, fair, the, even Spurs fans don't like him. Yeah, the village idiot in Tweed. Fucking Jamie the fat boy O'Hara. Um, or Chins, as he's going to get known from here on in. Um, he point. said, Arsenal bottled the league with, you know, Arsenal bottled the league, you know, with Saliva and Party injured mostly. But Spurs are bottling their best season now, but it's injury, it, but it's injury now, right? 
So someone, someone, there's a guy called London is Red. So at uh, Mike Karungi, um, right? He says they thought Tottenham would win the league in four games played. Um, Dimitri uh, Pagonis at Dimitri Pagonis. He said this man is embarrassing. So Arsenal number 01 fan. So Arsenal number one fan. He said the buffoonery. But the best one, the better, the best ones here. He said, right. He said is is a guy from Guna Dan seven seven seven. This prick never learns. Someone needs to put him down. It's painful. It's painful watch him embarrass himself and his family. No, it's not. It's, it's great. It's great to watch him embarrassing himself because he's such a twat. I mean, like he's been proven time and time again. Obviously, talks will keep him because he is contentious, you know, and he does yeah. talk crap, and that's what they want at the end of the day. But like you said, like three games ago, Spurs were going to win the league, and then yeah. they lost three games in a row, and it's like, oh, it's injury's fault. No, it's not. It was never going to happen. Every single person could see that it was going to happen at one point or another. And all it took was a couple of injuries. Will Spurs start winning again? Of course they will. They've got a decent enough team. They've got a good manager. They're not going to be competing up top. They, well, they, they'll be in the top six, well, probably. One of, the things, one of the things I've noticed with Spurs, and being a Villa fan, um, it's kind of actually very similar with us, <laughs> to be honest. The turnaround's been kind of a, a similar thing. Is that So when Spurs lost to Chelsea, um, and they had two players sent off, and also at the weekend when we beat them... Um, White Hart Lane. I, I wouldn't have said convincingly, but is it was. No, I, um, I do. I'm saying convincingly. <laughs> you and I were watching a different game then, um, but is they're all there's no booze at the end. They're, they're all still cheering the side. They're all still. And it's the same at Villa Park when we're yeah. when you know when it's not going great. Was we're, we're, we're like yeah, but we like what we're watching, and it's. You know that kind of spirit will will push you on. It won't push you to win league titles or compete for no. them. But I, I don't think any Spurs fan who hasn't had a lobotomy thinks that they're competing for a league title anytime soon. No, they don't expect it. They, they, I think they just want a team they can get behind, really, and they hopefully don't we all? Build, yeah. and hope, exactly, and hopefully build on. You know, I think Spurs potentially are doing a similar thing what Arsenal have been going through for the last couple of years. Um, yeah. And I hate to compare them, but, you know, trying to get a team that actually want to play for them, that they can actually get behind and win or lose, still get behind that team week in, week out. And as we know, as you know, from Arsenal, it takes a little bit of time to get there. But I think they've got, if they stick with a manager rather than have these kind of, you know, reactions, then he could do well for them. You know, well, um, if, you, if you look at the, I suppose... It's not comparable because they are different players, but it's it's similar in one way. So when you go and get rid of who is essentially on paper the best player at the club, Hmm. then nobody's got someone that they heavily rely on anymore. You've got to be a good team or you're going to sink. And And getting rid of Harry Kane, taking that money and, you know, if they invest properly, um, the team that they've got right now is a team that all wants to play together. You know, James Madison makes them a better team than Harry Kane. 100%. Now, same thing. Look at how steely Arsenal became as soon as they booted Aubameyang out the door. And it's the same thing because it was a case of going, you are not bigger than this club and I will not have anyone think you're bigger than this club and this team will be a good team with or without you. 
completely agree. Unfortunately, I agree. I think, and I think they will be. They will be okay. I think that you know. I think you know. A couple of games here and there doesn't make him oh. a bad team. Doesn't make him a bad manager. There's a lot. There, yeah. There's a lot of rumours about the, uh, and it really started to pick up a lot of um, sort of pace. It's more about is this ten point deduction that they're talking about the Jermaine Defoe piece that goes on. And and, and I've got to say the the FA are fucking arsehole. I can't see that. It's too. It's too long ago. I think. I just well, don't think. The problem is the same. The, the problem is that very same season, Luton were docked ten points for the same thing. And Tottenham were given a buy, and I think it's retrospective. It's like, but the thing is, you can't. You can't how what? How far do you want to go back? You, you know, you mm. want to go back to fucking hundred years ago when you know somebody spent threepence to move. Yeah. somewhere. You know, are we going to go back to like George Graham signing John Jensen? Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, but what yeah, did, what what did you talking about this one? What did you make though? Obviously, you had a little bit of time since we talked about it last time. But also about the um, the teams who voted for and who voted against um, in regards to the um, loan thing. So when they had to actually vote around the loans, yeah. they needed a the minimum threshold of fourteen. They didn't get it. Evidently, it was Sheffield United who were that one team that yeah. were expected to vote no, but voted okay for it. Um, yeah. The other the other teams that were. So Man City were among the seven clubs that blocked the proposal. Uh, the other teams were Newcastle, no surprise. Yeah. Chelsea, no real surprise. Everton, I don't know how I felt about that because, you know, what they're going for at the moment. Wolves, Forest and Sheffield United. So the, I think the common thing out of all of those is they're all foreign-owned. Really? Can, can you not now see the influence that's gone on? And I've got an interest. I've got an interesting tweet actually uh, on that. So, but can you not fucking see straight away? Right? It's like it. it, it it's like oh god, it's like the United Nations, isn't it? With um, China sort of fucking looking after Russia all the time and all that bullshit that that kind of goes on. And this is what you've got. You've got tactical tactical voting now. So this bullshit has been allowed to happen by the FA. This whole fucking crap, the whole the whole part that we're going through. And and I'm sorry, I still think they're fucking corrupt. And and if they're not corrupt, they're so inept they should not be running a multi billion pound. Uh, business, they're just not fucking fit for purpose. Every single thing, you know. If you and if you're listening to Carragher and Emlot, you know, for 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 your piece. But I've got one look, one little tweet, one little tweet I want to share with you, and it came from a guy called Graham at GKMC uh, MUFC. Yeah, he said, "To all the Premier League clubs that stuck their ne- nose in our business, except in quotes in, in brackets, sorry, except Sheffield United, fuck off." <laughs> which I thought was really funny, but that just says how. Everything. How have you brought it back? To... <laughs> you're you're like an angry wife who's just like the, the the argument's not about that, but you found a way <laughs> to shoehorn Sheffield in there. It didn't belong. I mean, I wasn't. I didn't actually know for definite. Sheffield United are Saudi owned as well, aren't they? I don't know. Really? Are they? I didn't know this until I saw about this vote. Sheffield United are are majority owned by Saudi. Those Saudi... fuckers have never been to Sheffield then. Well, like, seriously, they've been like, "Oh yeah, let's buy that one. That's cheap." They've never been to Sheffield because there is no way they'd put their fucking money into that. But again, so so now you have it. You have these. What you're going to have is a group. 
the other part I did think, actually, I did, it, it did strike me today, is, okay, so we've got this loan system now in place. That doesn't stop. Uh, now, everybody is going to be able to go in and do it. So it's going to corrupt this this financial fair play. Because all that happened is, is everybody will turn around and go, okay, we, we'll, we'll just buy everything from all the other leagues around the world. Or we just loan everybody in. You know, that that will be it. You know, you, you, the, 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 then the Saudi-owned clubs are going to get the choice of what they want. So they'll go and get all of the top players. They'll put fucking millions upon millions because it doesn't mean a thing to them. Like, you know, um, and, and then you'll get the likes of Man City and Newcastle and hopefully not Sheffield um, reaping the benefits. So it's just totally rigged. And if the FA can't fucking, so if they, they can't stop it, they can't actually do yeah. it. It's Fulham a 2-1 up, by the way, over Wolves. Um, you know, so so if they, if they can't stop it, if they can't actually stop that, then, then, then just how stupid are you? Agreed. Literally, the Agreed. moment you said it was two one, the wolves have just equalised. This is just yeah. <laughs> so listen, I want to um, take you somewhere now to oh. a, a, con- a country that I that hasn't had a mention before yeah. on this on this um, on this podcast, and I urge everyone to go and follow this handle on Twitter slash X, and it is the San Marino fan account. Right, okay, hang on a sec. And it's at at San Marino underscore FA. So at San Marino underscore fan account. Okay. Basically, it is a fan account of the unluckiest football team in the world, San Marino. Hashtag SMR, currently ranked 207 on the FIFA rankings. And then they keep their last goal as the last little bit. Last goal, da 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 da. So San Marino during the recent international break, scored the second goal in as many games. And to say the San Marino fan account was happy would be an, an understatement. Um, so he gets, a, I'm guessing it's a he, because um, usually men get very excited about football and women generally yeah. don't. Um, whoa, 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 whoa. What? What's happened? Well, don't be saying that the women don't get excited about football. Not as excited, I said. Oh, especially about, especially about San Marino. So, um, okay. to give you an idea, like the San Marino fan account, we scored, we scored, we did it again. When they did score the second time, he just wrote all of these letters in a big word. It doesn't really make sense. Um, he's also put on here Francois. <laughs> you, you literally just described foreign language. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> there was loads of loads of letters in a word that I don't understand. <laughs> what I mean, I'll try and read it. Yeah, well, he was he was right back for Russia in the nineteen sixty six World Cup. Why is a San Marino fan account writing about him? Well, well he's, you know. he's he's very big over there. Anyway, uh, I, he's got a great pin. Have you found him? Have you found him? Yeah? Yeah. He's, brilliant. he's got a great pin one. We scored and equalised against fucking Denmark. Yeah. <laughs> he's he, he's brilliant. You've got to read through if you get a chance. He's absolutely brilliant. So when they did score the second, the second goal in two minutes, he's Francois, you fucking legend. <laughs> big, bold writing. Um, and then he's put straight after that, like literally 50 seconds after, we fucking scored. What the fuck? What? And then he's put two goals in two matches, San Marino Masterclass. And I just had to give him a mention, and I'm going to tag him because he's, again, may not be a he, and I'm sorry, 
they are brilliant. They, it's a really good handle, so just give it a follow. By all means, do it, do it. Um, got a couple of good little stuff that I want to talk about a little bit later. But is it time for that? Is it time for that area in the show that we uh, discussed? Doctor Q is giving us the nod. Q jingle around what is boiling around our piss today. In our world today, you can have your say of pretty much anything. We all got the right to say what shite at any time. We will read reviews, bad attitudes, complaints for you. Whether it's that or this, if there is a bliss, we will make sure we tell you what boils our piss. Now, I believe today's what boils our piss. I think we've got a couple. We've got one each tonight, actually. Is that right, yeah. one each? Yeah, I'm just trying Jesus. to find yeah. Hang on. Piss boiling left, right and centre. Exactly. So, um, let's go to Chapo first. Hang on, mate. Mr. Mr. Chapo. Or should I go to Q? You're not quite ready yet. Yeah, cool. Dr. Q, what's boiling your piss this week? Okay. Uh, well, I didn't have one ready. But... Oh, <laughs> it's over to you, mate. So much so for having it already, you know, it's all right. What's boiling my world today? International football. Why is it so fucking bad? It didn't used to be, did it? Like, I remember back in the days and around the 80s and 90s, I used to look forward to international breaks. Used to be like decent football, seeing the England team. It's got, I don't know when it started getting poor, but it has been for a long while now. It's so bad. It's like... I was about to say it's like watching park football, but I think park football might be at the very least quicker. A bit more interesting. Well, it just it's so slow. And is it is it is league football just that much better now? Or is international football become that much worse? I don't know. I think it was when I think it started getting worse when they started expanding tournaments. I let him, it, it's good that you have different countries and more countries going to the major tournaments, but like next year's Euros is up to what I think twenty four again, twenty four like teams. We we have a spare summer every other year, right? Yeah. Why don't we just do a two two week tournament, which is a qualification? Think how many eyes would be on that. Think how many people would watch that. You'd literally have twenty four hour round the clock for two weeks, and then. Bang, you done it. You don't have to stop the league for fucking what twelve weeks a year because of you know when we have to sit through that dross across the like entire week and a half where all of our players get fucking injured. Like at least if they did get injured and we do it right at the end of the season, they've got another six weeks, eight weeks before they have to play again. Not a bad shout. I mean, what? And then you play the tournament the following summer. Exactly. Everybody knows argue, who's qualified. That's it. But then the argument would be potentially that the players who could go to that tournament might not be the ones who got them qualification. Fuck it. That's their problem. <laughs> Indeed. If that's the way you want to do it. Well, I say Dr. Do- that, that Cube, you wait for president. Well, that could be the case anyway, couldn't it, really? Of course Even it when could, you yeah. qualify, you've normally qualified at least six months before the tournament actually starts. I mean, they've got to do something. I know they thought they bought in this Nations League, which I still think's crap. I'm sorry, I don't really understand what it actually does and brings. It's supposed to be more competitive. It doesn't really do anything. It's more um, focused on a Saturday, doesn't it, when people aren't, aren't around? Well, the thing is, in its first 
like entertaining the first time round. It was good. Yeah, because yeah. it was new. It, it was... I remember I, I was over in uh, the Netherlands watching the the fourteen final that we I think we lost to the Dutch, didn't we? I think something it's like that. Anyway, um, but it was really good. It was competitive. Competitive football is not a bad thing in international football. That's the problem. So I think it does work. I mean, Nations League does work, but the problem is, is it's now been diluted and diminished because the thing is, is that you don't. There's no real sort of. Uh, no. You don't have if to. It had, you don't have a win, really. If it had like an automatic qualification for the Euros, or I don't know, there was something that went toward. I don't know. There's nothing tangible that they win anymore. It's just like they get in a better seed or something for the Euro qualifying or something. And it's ridiculous. It's yeah, the, something worthwhile it's... rather than actually risk every fucking play, that, any decent play that we've got and put them out there. Or just do, like, the, like just do a big league system to qualify for the Euros or something, like a big league system, not just like a little mini league. Just like put 15 teams in a group and play it over the course of a season. I don't know. I, it's, something's got to change. I agree. It's just, it's not as good anymore. It's all a bit shit. Well, like for a start, like I said, next next year's European Championships got twenty four teams. Like back when it was eight teams, it was going to be competitive. Do you know what I mean? It was competitive. Yeah. And then they expanded it to sixteen, and it was still competitive. But twenty four is not. It, it really isn't. You're going to, you know, like the group stages are kind of like null and void. Then that's not going to get interested until you get to that last sixteen. Yeah, um, and I think that's half the problem. Yeah, watching all the games. But I'm, I'm going to take it in a slightly different direction, actually. Go for it. Um, and, and I'm, I'm going to fucking call out uh, Chris Phillip, MP, uh, for South Croydon. Uh, Hold on a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. So we're going to slightly so, so this is the prick, right, that actually is the um, sort of, he's the, he's the Minister for Police, Crime and Fire in the UK. So this fucking arsehole, right, has come out. Now, if you see him, he must weigh about four stone, right? And, and honestly, I could fucking break him with my, um, you know, I could break him, but like, you just fucking break him. He's come out and said, that what should be happening is because there's a massive rise in um, uh, shoplifting at this moment in time in the UK, and, and, and if you, you look across the world, it, it's, it's a huge amount, you know, it's the cost of living crisis is really bitten into everybody. There's a massive rise in shoplifting, and it's happening everywhere. Um, and so what he said is, so what this fucking arsehole has actually come out and said is that what should be happening is that people on the street should be doing a few more, uh, should be uh, doing a lot more citizens' arrests. Have, have you fucking seen what goes on? <laughs> Right, this minister. This guy, I'll tell you what, I'll take you down to fucking West London where I'm from, right, and I'll put you in some of the shops in there and I'll leave you overnight as a fucking cashier, right, you streaky, lanky fucking streak of piss, right, and you fucking actually take on some of these people, right? You look at what people are doing, the knives that they're taking. And he's, and the thing is, in MP fucking Croydon as well, which has got one of the highest levels of knife crime and gang-related violence, like, you know, in the London area. So this fucking bellend, who is a minister, who this is the guy that thinks all of this shit up, like you know. So in my in where, where the town that I live in, for instance, there's 14 policemen that covers our area and the outlying villages that sit around them. All you need is something to kick off in town, and that's it. You ain't gonna fucking get anybody. You're lucky to have three or four people on on each day. And this prick is saying, fucking take these people on one by one. So what I'm gonna say to to listeners out there is say, look, the stock 
and bottles and cigarettes and money and all that can be replaced. What you can't replace is a human life. Don't take it. Don't fucking don't risk it. Right. Don't risk it for an arsehole who classed himself as a serial entrepreneur. Sorry, mate. I thought you was a minister for fucking and police. Yeah. Um, comes out and says, go in and, and do it. Don't do it. Don't do citizens arrest. Just be safe. Let, you know, whatever people do, what they're going to do. And, you know, if they're nicking fags and booze, buy it cheap outside. It's not the 1950s, is it? Citizens' arrest. I mean, I don't ever remember seeing anyone do a citizens' arrest. Then again, I'm from Essex, but yeah. um, well, like... yeah. Anyway, that's my that's my rant. So, Chris Phillip, you're a fucking moron. You've now put lives at risk. You should be fucking ashamed of yourself. You've been listening to Football Ranter podcast. <laughs> Football Ranter podcast, and that is El Chapo's football-related um, piss this week. Um, I have got a football-related what boils my piss, if I may go back off politics for a little bit. If oh, that's man, all right. go on, go. What's really annoying me, and it has been for a while, that it become more apparent after the Everton Man United game yesterday, was expected goals. Oh, okay? God. It, I, one, whoever asked for this stat, whoever thought, I know, let's put expected gal, goals, gals, expected goals. It means fuck all. Let's be quite honest. And at the end of the Everton Man United game, did you see the statistics around the expected goals yesterday? So, final score was Everton 0, Manchester United 3. That was the final score that is in the history books. That is all it ever was. But expected goals was Everton 2.5, Manchester United 2.2. How can Manchester United's expected goals be less than it actually was? Like for a start, and then they broke. (laughs) No, and this is why now I'm like, this is now gone too far. Like it's gone way too far. And then I looked into it a bit more because I was sad like that. And these are the stats that made Everton's expected goals 2.5. They had 13 more shots than Man United. 13 more shots, quite a lot. Two more shots on target. 10 more touches in the box. 53 more touches in the final third um, and they still lose. Like, that's the reason why they got like that that much more expected goals. Now, if ever a stat was proven to mean, fuck all, that is it. Now, I hope after this they just drop expected goals and realise actually no one gives a shit. It means fuck all. Football's football. Any wow. thoughts on that? Um... I'm putting that one to cue. I've got my thoughts on it. And all I keep seeing is Garnacho's goal, which is a great goal, I have to say. Mm. That pains no, me. very good goal. Don't get it wrong. Very good goal, but 3-0. I mean, but what does it matter in the grand scheme of things? What does it actually well, matter? It, it gives the pundits something to talk about. It gives the FIFA boys something to do. You know, it, 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 this goes back to, Q said this before, we go back into this sort of Americanized system of, of watching every single stat. It just doesn't fucking work. Does well, it? It, it feeds the machine. Yeah, the the whole footballing machine is the whole thing with VAR, the whole thing with um, you know, zeroing in on every small minute thing that happens. You know, transfer transfer deadline day, which frankly, on the face of it, is one of the most boring things that exists. And yet, people will you know we have twenty four hour Sky News, yeah, you know, twenty four hour talk sport. 
we, and you know this is they're just too off the top of my head there's fucking loads you know yeah. it, it's feeding the machine with info after info content it, that's what give a shit about you just got to resist it i think we've got to resist it and just just go of our gut and enjoy, enjoy the football i think because that's the part that's becoming diluted at this moment in time yeah I, I, I think well that's the sensible way to deal with it or or yeah, yeah, we, jump in a hot tub and do a podcast no we go to the fifa headquarters in switzerland and burn it to the ground i that's think that, that could, i think that there's a strong case that's growing for dr q to be the new fifa president i don't know why i'm not already I, it, I don't to be fair i don't either I, I mean, we've, you've, you've just come up with a perfectly good way, or even not FIFA, maybe UEFA, because you've had a perfectly good way around sorting international football out just then. Like, that's exactly. Dumb. I'm putting fires out left, right and centre. You can eradicate I'm stupid sorry. stuff like like, like X, XG. You can yeah. hopefully have some influence over Sky to get rid of idiots that they employ and talk sport employer, just saying, look, you ain't going to be able to I cover us. I thought you were doing Hunger Games earlier. I think that'd be great. The football pundit Hunger Games, they actually die. You know, people actually well, die. The idea, I mean, the Hunger Games things come up earlier was about someone, you know, give up one of their players to enter the Hunger Games. Do you know what? That could be something that we can cover next week. A one player from every Premier League team who a team would give up to go in the Hunger Games, and who would win it? Yeah. There you go. We'll talk about that next week. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, I, I, is, we, we are, we're getting the wrap-up, Simon. No, I've got a no, couple of things. Also, I, I, Chapo's not ready to go yet. I, I'm yeah. ready. I've got a couple. and there's, You're going to be cutting this shit down. So I've got a couple, honestly. I promise you, I've got no I'm, more. Well, I've, I've oh. still got beer left. I'm happy. Come on, let's cool. go for it. We've got three. I've got three. So I've got, I've got three I'm going to take you through, right? Right, I've got three. And we're going to go... A couple of them are going to be traditional, right? He says... Um, <laughs> Right, this is from at Al's fan forever. Yeah, you couldn't resist Sheffield, could you? Like we, <laughs> we lose at home, we lose away. We lost last week, we lost today. We don't give a fuck because we're all pissed up. Sheffield wins the FC. Fuck off, Chan and sell the club, you fucking clown. <laughs> I like that. That's a good little rhyme. I like that as well. I like one. The other one was from. Oh, hold on, hold on. Can we just talk that Chapo likes something to do with Sheffield? Just no, no, no. I like the last bit, though. He says, fuck off Chan Siri and sell the oh. club, you fucking clown. This guy is, this guy is number one tuna packing and selling in, uh, in the world, based out of Thailand. He's worth 580 million, and they're saying, fuck off and sell the club, you clown. So, I don't know um, what's going on. But listen, I want to also take you in a slightly, what I like to call classic ranter sort of direction. How dark one. are we going? It's not going to be that dark, really, and it's it's from it's a, it's a tweet that I came across. It was at Cranky Kiwi One, and it just says, cool. "Right, it's just really nice." She's got a lovely picture, really nice looking girl, and it just says, "Marmite is petrified piss water." <laughs> I like it already. <laughs> cranky Kiwi, what's it? Cranky Kiwi O One. It says, "Marmite oh. is petrified piss water." The, the the leader of her clan. But listen, listen, <laughs> I, I, I've got. I've got the best one. Again, I know we've been doing a little bit of politics, but this is a Donald J. Trump tweet. He says, well, you, have, you have been, to be fair. God. Mate, at real Donald Trump, right? It says, this is from January, 18th, uh, January the 18th, 2019. I will be making a major announcement concerning the humanitarian crisis on the southern border and the shutdown 
tomorrow afternoon at 3 p.m. live from at the White House. Um, the, the reply to this was just has to be, oh, Fulham just scored 3-2, uh, four minutes of extra time. Look, the, the reply from him is a guy called Lord Axiom Throgmorton, right? Which fucking what? love it. Lord Axiom Throgmorton. And it is uh, handlers at, uh, I'm not, uh, ge- uh, geniophobic, right, is, is what it is. And he says, and I quote, and I'm going to say, and this one's just for you, uh, Q. I'm going to lie on on a memory foam mattress and invite 28 cochinitas. So, so cochinitas are um, suckling pig, yeah, oh. to pour steins of their fresh hot piss on my marmite encased naked booty. She sounds lovely. <laughs> What's her name again? <laughs> I'm just looking at Q's face. <laughs> what the fuck? What's wrong with people? That is the power of Twitter, my friend. I mean, I know sometimes we go off the football way, but like we've gone way off tonight. <laughs> I mean, you have, to be fair. You have. Why would you tweet that to Donald Trump? I'm going to get 28 pigs to piss on me while I've got a Marmite in case body. I mean, what to be fair, saw. if she can get 28 pigs to piss on demand, she's got some talent. Yeah, that's that's that that should be whether that whether that talent is needed in the world. I'm not sure. That's the, that she's, should she's be the face it. of fucking Sheffield Wednesday, right there. Oh, to bring it back, didn't you? But that's it for me, guys. That's it for me today. Well, listen, I'm going to end us on one thing. I've got a few more things I could have mentioned, but there's just one little story that I wanted to talk about tonight that made me laugh, that actually caught my attention. Um, and now I'm trying to find it. Here we go. Right. So this comes from, um, on Twitter, there was a, a lovely young lady who yes. goes by the handle of Sash at Sash underscore Marie underscore. Okay. So she's got a boyfriend who's a Charlton Athletic fan. Yeah. Okay. So already she needs to sort her tasting men out. Okay. okay? So she put this out and I've and I followed her since and she's had a few different like ones out since. So do give her a follow. She's, I just want to say I've not literally followed her. I'm not a stalker. <laughs> Look, I was going to say, that I mean, did sound weird. To be fair, though, she's she's all right. Um, anyway, uh, my wife hasn't listened to this, so we're all good. Um, anyway, I live eight miles away from my boyfriend. I haven't seen him in almost a week. This morning, he left at 8 a.m. because he's traveling 330 miles to Morecambe for Charlton Athletic. And he wonders why I'm mad. Whoa. What do you think his priority is? Me or Charlton Athletic? What do we say to that one? Like, I mean, my, I think it's clear. My views go with it. What I'm going to say is <laughs> who was around first? Yeah, Ooh. and I've had this conversation with my good lady a couple of times. Um, and hence why I don't go to as many games anymore. I mean, because uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was a very short conversation. Yes. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying like he he shouldn't turn up for her birthday or like you know he's he's not there at Christmas because he's off to see the you know travel 700 miles to go see a Boxing Day game. But you know he's clearly dedicated to Charlton. Yeah. And another one of her tweets is that I wouldn't mind, but they're shit. 
That's harsh. That's I mean, harsh. really, really endearing herself to him. Yeah, you're not going to um, win any arguments like that. And I, she doesn't name the boyfriend, um, but I'm sure people who know Sash would know. But she, she looks a very wholesome young lady, you know, Sash. Wholesome. And I dare say you could see her as being the face of Charlton Athletic before long. Whoa. You know, who knows? Well, maybe, she, yeah, maybe she should step up and do that and see what goes on. But it's, it's an interesting one because my good lady, um, I think, you know, sometimes she sort of turns around and says, do you have to go? And oh, Yes, oh, it's a simple oh, answer. I got an Arsenal hat on, scarf, and a fucking t-shirt, and I'm I'm already in the car and driving along, and I'm on the phone to her. Uh, no, yeah. she, she she does say, but very rarely, very rarely. So unless there's a family event that goes on, and now actually, in fairness to her, I've got to set my hat off to her. We now plan our family events around the um, season, so she knows when I'm going. She knows. Well, I've got I've got to be honest. My wife plans her work around around the Arsenal fixtures. <laughs> it's a great, it's it's good a great well. compromise. It's a great compromise. I'll always, always cover it. You know, I'll, I'll always cover it, especially home games. Yeah, that's it. And, and Boxing Day, I will be going Boxing Day as well. So so she's pretty cool. Like well, that. that's good, considering we're not even playing Boxing Day. So good Is luck on Boxing that. Day? I thought we had West Ham on Boxing Day. No, we're playing like 27th. Oh, what, 28. 27, 28, yeah. So, so you turn up on Boxing Day, give us a wave. Will be the first yeah. fucking time that happens. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, you know, so, so she's very good. It's very rare that she turns around. And says, but, 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 what's her name? Oh, she sounds a bit feisty. Sash Marie, yeah. Sash, why doesn't Sash actually go with him? Get a ticket and go with I, him. From what I'm gathering from looking at her Twitter, she's never invited, and there's got to be a reason why she's not invited. Right. Like. So I'm not saying what the reason is. Did he, go um, to, did he actually go to Morecambe? Maybe not. I mean, um, you know, maybe, <laughs> maybe he did, maybe he didn't. What you uh, all, I, all I know is they've got Morecambe, they've got Fleetwood, they've got Blackpool, all in the same league. It's a lot, a lot, a lot of miles. Yeah, right. so if they went to Blackpool, make a weekend of it and set fire to the tower for Q, because Q likes Blackpool. Fucking level it. <laughs> there you go. Well, and on that bombshell... On that bombshell about levering, leveling the Blackpool Tower or Blackpool in whole, I think we've come to an end of episode 14 of Football Ranter. Uh, Dr. Q, anything you would like to leave us with tonight? Yeah. Um, if you listen to the podcast, please don't forget to subscribe. Uh, leave us a review as well. Uh, it doesn't matter what you say. You can just say... Marmite. Yeah, Marmite piss. Fucking I hate Sheffield. El Chapo's insane, you know, Dr. Q is the life and soul of the party. You can say whatever you like, uh, it doesn't really Do- matter. Dr. Q for president. Yeah, Dr. Q for FIFA president, I think that's... Should we get that, we get that trending, Dr. Q for FIFA president? Yeah. Well, I, again, I don't know why it's not already. Yeah, I don't know either, to be fair. Should be a thing. It should be a thing. I'll get hold of my Andy Holt, I'm sure he can pull a few strings and get that trending. Yeah, see if your Andy Holt will let us speak to him. I'm going to speak to BLT because I'm sure he'll go straight at it. The worrying thing is, I'm not sure that my Andy Holt knows he's my Andy Holt, but you know. <laughs> or wants to know he's your or wants to know. Yeah. yeah. My mission so, statement for my FIFA presidency will be: fuck off, everyone. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> El Chapo, anything you'd like to leave us with? You've been quite political tonight. You talked about oh, politics. Yeah. You talked about Marmite. 
You know, you've covered all the bases tonight. Mate, I've been going old school runner. I've been going old school runner. So I want to thank everybody. I want to thank everybody that's been listening, everybody that's supporting us, everybody that's following it, you know, retweeting, all all the bits that go on. And it's, you know, we can't make the show about about you guys and your fucking insane tweets. So keep your insanity. Do not keep it inside. Let it all out. Let it all out on social media so that we actually can continue on with the show. And thank you to to, to my, my colleagues here. And I'm looking forward to our fucking live i'm off to costco's boys um i'm off to hey, yeah so can, get, can, can you get some of those in please uh, well, yeah we can get some of them in i mean i would read the name out but it would mean they'd have to sponsor us yeah so, yeah uh, so um yeah we, we can find some of those i'm sure um yeah so so i'm sure um it's going to be a different show next week a it's very not next week is it week after, week after next I'm not doing that. I need a holiday. I need a holiday. I know that. Right. So that's it. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your um, support for the podcast. And if not, you don't like it, fuck off. Just fuck off. And Dr. Keith, present. End off. Thank you very much, boys. Uh, I'd just like to quickly say that I will be going to the Lamex Stadium this week. I will be going to watch Stevenage versus Peterborough, top of League One. Uh, Callum, if you're there, please leave me alone. Um, that would be, you know, in the politest possible way. I joke, Callum, I joke. Um, yeah, if he's you... fucking serious. He's taking a knife. He's going to chip you, Kev. Seriously. Try... I mean, to be fair, I carry... when I go to Stevenage in general, I carry a knife. Yeah. Um, Try doing the citizens to... arrest on it. See where that takes It's standard. <laughs> but anyway, um, echoing what the lads say, thank you very much for listening, obviously. Uh, we're getting lots and lots of interactions on our socials with you guys now. We really enjoy it. Um, so do keep do keep that up for us as well. Send us a message. Uh, whether, you li- whether you follow us on TikTok, on Insta, on X, or wherever you follow us just get involved you know get involved uh we will see you again next week take it easy everyone good night in our world today you can have you say i'm pretty much we all got the right to say what shite at any time we will read reviews bad attitudes complaints for you whether it's that or this if there is a bliss we will make sure we tell you what boils are pig